Arcane Anthems writes RPG music for your public campaigns and creations. Download the music on patreon.com slash arcane anthems and use all their music royalty free. Welcome to the Compendium, a resource designed to help you spend less time learning D&D and more time actually playing. The more I thought about it, music is this umbrella term that I think people in D&D use to cover music, ambience, and sound effects, right? We, we consider that music because it's auditory stimulation that's being like interjected into the conversation of the game. So, uh, you know, let's dissect those a little bit and clarify, like, when's the right time for them? What are they used for? Do you find them helpful to use them? And then the follow-up question that I want to talk about is that some people are actually the opposite of you where they find music really distracting. And so what do you think is causing that reaction and how can we, um, how can we kind of combat that if we're wanting to use music in our games without making it distracting or difficult for the players instead? One thing that happens in movies that is a little bit harder to do in live performance is the amount of sound engineering and mixing that happens in, 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 movies right and that's all behind the scenes we don't actually see that and for somebody to pick up for for a lay person to pick up on the sound mixing and mastering that's going on behind the scenes of these movies i mean these are people who've been working in the industry for 30 40 50 years so trying to do that live is a whole nother skill like you think about going to a concert and how they're able to perfectly balance the guitars or you've gone to a concert and they haven't done this and the vocals are completely that's when you notice it more <laughs> Yeah, the, the the guitars are too shrill. the The drums are uh, are are like the the kick drum is too loud, but the cymbals aren't loud enough. That's usually not the case. Uh, but whatever it is, something feels off, right? And sometimes it can take years of training to do this. So I always say, start you know start with volume, um, volume and position of where the sound is coming from. Mm. Uh, so when we're talking about sounds in our games, we usually want whatever sound system there is not to be right next to anyone. <laughs> like you, 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 or if it is going to be next to someone, have it be next to the to the DM, uh, so that they are getting the the brunt of whatever that is, and they're kind of staying in the moment. They can control the volume there, and everybody else, it'll be nice, soft, you know, soft volume for them. Because the, the point of D&D is we have to communicate. And if the music is too loud and too distracting, uh, especially like you really don't want to be using uh, music with lyrics in them, like singing happening, unless they're kind of Gregorian chants or something like that. But volume is huge and position is huge. And that's true in sound engineering as well. Uh, you know, it needs to be far enough away that it's not overpowering the most important thing, which is the communication that's going on. Uh, and it's uh, uh, positioned in a way that it's not super loud for one person and quiet for somebody else. Yeah. Uh, so with those things in mind, and online, it's actually much easier to manage those things because we're in headphones, right? So the distance is, is perfect. Uh, we just have to uh, manage the volume. Yeah, and each person can usually set their own volume too if you're using the right kind of tool. I remember the first time I actively used music and ambiance and sound effects in a, a in-person game a few years ago. And I had uh, my computer set up to a Bluetooth speaker that I just kind of put um, in the back of the room where it wasn't seen and the volume was super low with more just like kind of like chill ambient stuff, ambient stuff. And 
and then slowly kind of ratcheted it up as we started playing the game and sound effects and stuff. And we were a good 20, 25 minutes in before one of my players goes, has that music been playing the whole time? And I'm all, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, I kept hearing like stuff. I thought it was outside. And then I just kind of let it go. And, and then, you know, as it became more part of the story and creating the tension or the creepiness and those kind of things, it worked out really, really great. And just having it going and not drawing attention to it uh, really helped kind of set up that very first game of these more or less strangers who are going to be playing with me. So yeah, it, it has a huge power to do that. Right. I, I, I love the the idea that that you brought up, Casey, when you're talking about uh, the differences between sound effects, ambience, and music, like in like melody, uh, and they they each have a place in the game. I think that getting too hyper specific with sound effects, uh, you know, this isn't a video game. Like, like we can, you know, we can we can imagine how things sound. We can, and I mean, if somebody wants to bring a soundboard to the table and that's their thing, okay, sure. Like, I cast fireball, you know, that's that's okay, but. Uh, I think that sound effects uh, in general, I, I don't. I, I think they play a very like small part in in what Dungeons and Dragons is and with what TTRPGs are as a whole. Uh, but ambiance and ambience, ambiance on the way. Ambiance, uh, ambiance. There, there are some uh, RPG composers that really do that amazingly well. Uh, and uh, ambience is is really fantastic. So. I guess let's just let's define it. Ambience is going to be music that doesn't really pay attention to itself or draw attention to itself. Uh, so this is great for when you're having those RP moments that are uh, kind of more elongated, lower energy, um, or if you're wanting to like ratchet up the tension a little bit, um, then you can have certain ambiance ambiance that is doing just that uh, and has certain chord structures and, and things that are going to be more tense. Uh, I always tell people that at your table, you should have uh, three playlists. You should have out of combat uh, happy or uh, no, sorry, out of combat calm, out of combat tense, and then combat. No uh, and if it, I mean, <laughs> happy D &D people, we ha don't do happy. <laughs> happy is my fourth one for like if you're in a town or if you're, you know, like if you're in, a, in an NPC shop or something like that. Uh, then, then happy. I, I literally call it happy town music, and those are the four playlists that I use. But realistically, if you have an out of combat playlist that is just kind of calm music, and you have a combat playlist, you're going to be, you know, so much farther ahead of everybody else. And I think that everybody gets so tied into the minutia of what that actually means. Um, like, oh, I, no, because I, I, I can't think about like looking through a playlist and playing the right song. Like, no, you shouldn't be thinking about that. That's ridiculous. Like, you should not be doing that. You should have two playlists to start out of combat and combat. Um, and video game soundtracks usually do out of combat very, very well. One of my favorites is Darkest Dungeon. Um, they have some some town music that is just spectacularly good. It, it's just interesting enough to bring you into the moment, but then it, it definitely forgets itself, which is really, uh, really cool. Um, uh, and then you there's count, one, sorry, would you count ambience? Cause you, you kind of defined the way you defined it made me think that it was just like really subtle. Um, I don't want to say simple, but, um, kind of like blending with itself music. Whereas when I think of ambience, I think like you're in the tavern and you hear forks and knives and glasses clinking and like the talking to people in the background, would you say that that scales differently or would, would that kind of all bundle into what you think of or how you use ambience? So when I when I when I define uh, ambience, I mean yes, that 
technically, if we're talking about the amb- ambience of a restaurant, then yeah, like I, I, I feel like that falls more under like a soundscape or, or falls okay. into like more like sound effects uh, and like Foley work, like the, that type of stuff. Uh, ambience for me in D&D is more the very elongated, slower uh melodies uh, and, and really it has to do with like the intensity of of a track uh, okay. so how, how many notes are there really really is, is kind of what it comes down to like how much is going on and if it's not very much it's most likely more ambient type music and that's good if there's a lot of talking going on and then then we drive into this like next step which is like just straight up music mm-hmm. uh right and i i always encourage people to use instrumental music um it's the type of music that i write uh, instrumental music uh, that, uh, you know, I love to have people start their, their, their game with a song with, with like a consistent song. Like they, they, they always, they start this, this campaign with this, this, this melody or with this thing. Cause then it really defines your campaign. It gets everybody going. It alerts everybody to know like, oh, we're starting. Well, I feel like that's a little bit of a Pavlov's dog scenario too, Absolutely. which is yeah. super fun that you're going to start triggering all of those like feelings and excitement from that because it's like associated with that music. So that's a really fun idea. Yeah. Well, well and it's just like uh, in movies, like you mentioned it before, yeah. like with, with Harry Potter, right? Those, those tones go off the beginning and you're just like, oh, what's happening? You know? <laughs> Go ahead. And and that, I've always found that to be a great time to play a song on you know on loop or whatever it is, and to review the last game, uh, as you're saying, hey, last time we did this, this happened, these things went down, and now you find yourselves back, uh, and you switch over to your you know your ambient playlist or your out of combat playlist or right in your combat playlist if that's what happened. Uh, you, you left that's what happened right to us on Thursday. Nobody was ready. <laughs> It was great. <laughs> uh, but but using those very simple techniques, you can really get your players emotionally invested in what's what's happening. Um, I, I do want to take this time to like talk of talk because I've, I've had a lot of feedback from players who are like, no, like I can't stand music. It's distracting. It's uh, some people have auditory problems. Like so some people have auditory distress. Right. And like, of course, like in those situations, don't like stress your players out. Like I, I, for, for me, that seems like an obvious thing to say. But a thing that needs to be said is like cater your group dynamics to your group. Um because uh, like you were saying, for me, I, it's hard for me to play a game without music, but for somebody else, it would be hard for them to play with music. So be sensitive to those things. And honestly, I think that some people just have, uh, have had a bad time. Uh, you know, they've, they've gone to shows that have been poorly mixed. Uh, and, and, and that's what they think that music is like, no, it's not like, that's not how it, you should be feeling. And if you are feeling that way, uh, if you can go to a theater and enjoy the music in a movie, then you do want music in your game. Uh, you just don't, you have, you just haven't had a good experience with it yet. And it hasn't been done in the correct way. Right. And I think that's actually, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like everyone in the D&D community talks about make sure you have a session zero, but I don't think anyone in the D&D community ever actually has a session zero. Uh, but that would be a great thing to put into the magical session zero is like, hey, guys, how do you feel about music during our campaigns? Are there any kinds of like sensitivities to that that I should be aware of? Do you have any special requests or things I need to know about? And just get everybody on the same page. Absolutely. I mean, that, again, the, the, the whole idea of consent and in making everybody feel comfortable and feel uh, important and included and catering to everyone's needs is everything like that's 
that's that's so so very important to running a game that is going to be conducive and fun like we're, we play D&D because it's fun like that's why we're doing this and if it's not fun don't play it like that's it's it's that simple if you're not having fun do not play Arcane Anthems is a dungeon master and TTRPG musician providing free RPG music for streamers and storytellers. Download his music on patreon.com slash arcaneanthems and use it in all your projects royalty-free. Check out his D&D parodies on TikTok and new Twitch show, One Shot 101, where he teaches popular creators how to play Dungeons & Dragons. We hope you guys enjoyed listening to our conversation this week. If you haven't done so already, it would really help us out if you would take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. The compendium is also on Patreon. So if you like listening, that is a great way to help contribute to the content that we create. New episodes are available every Tuesday and Friday or Monday and Thursday if you're a patron. And you can always keep up with us between episodes by following us on social media. Just look up the compendium, that's C-O-M-P-E-N-D-M, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Jason also shares a bunch of great content and plot hooks on his page, The Critical Dice, so make sure that you check him out and follow him as well. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we will see you guys next time.